welcome to Sample Cupboard, the place tucked away from the hustle and bustle where we come to have a chat about whatever's on your mind. I'm Kay. And I'm Johnny. And we're here to sample all of life's ups and downs in all their glory. Grab a drink, get comfy and close the door behind you. Hey. Hey. Welcome back. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm actually quite tired, you know. Oh, really? I've actually been training for a charity run. And let me tell you, I'm not built for running. I am more like run for the Uber, you know. <laughs> That's kind of the level of running that I, <laughs> I can do. So it's just a little bit under a half marathon, oh so it's God. 10 miles. And I've been training and it's That's hard. Amazing. So I'm a bit tired today. So have you, yeah, with good reason. So have you been running every day? I've been trying to. It's not been every day this week, but each time I run, I'm trying to do a little bit more to try and get me up to the level of running. 10 miles is 16K and... That actually is quite a lot to me. <laughs> it sounds a lot in K, doesn't it? Because like 10 miles, you're kind of like, oh, that's all right. But when you talk about it in kilometres, it sounds completely different. When are you doing it? When's the run happening? It is the 24th of April. Yeah, I should explain a little bit about it, really. Yeah, yeah, tell us more. So myself and my friend called Gabby have come together. Um, she had a platform that she created on Instagram, bringing together people who've been touched by special needs. So myself and Gabby both have younger siblings who have autism. So we kind of decided to bring together other siblings like us and try and raise some money in the process. So we're going to do a different event every few months and raise money for different charities each time. We thought we'll get the boring bit out of the way, but we've got really fun events planned like brunches and yoga days. So yeah, that's what I'm doing the run for. Everyone's going to be wanting to do like brunches, get together when things open up very soon. Oh, that's really exciting. Congrats, babe. Thank you. You have to keep us updated each week on your progress. Oh God, I will. Anyway, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. I've actually just accepted a job offer, which is really exciting. so I'm employed now you'll all be pleased to hear yeah um yeah so really pleased about that um just nice to have something to look forward to some normality coming back to my life I'm so happy for you I feel like it's been a long slog for you for anyone applying for jobs isn't it yeah it feels like it I mean it's only been six months but it's felt like a really long six months and it is a long time when you're constantly looking and you know putting it putting Mm. yourself out there constantly trying to like impress people not getting a lot back so I'm pleased thank you very much and I start on Monday so I've got to like get myself into check pronto because I am not used to getting up early at the moment I've had six months of like getting up at like nine which is I guess you could say early but in terms of a working day Mm. it's not going to cut it no honey are you working from home to start with or in the office yeah I'm going to be working from home uh pretty much the whole way through to be honest it's a six month temporary contract to start with and I think until I think it's like September that'll bring me up to. I'll be working remotely pretty much, but they're hopefully gonna be open in a London office. So if I do need to go anywhere, it'll be in London, Ooh, baby. Back to the big I don't know why I just did the gum fingers. <laughs> We are actually filming video today as well. So this is exciting. Yeah, I need to stop that right now. Stop it with the hand gestures. <laughs> but why are we filming video today? We've got another special guest on. Yeah. I love filming with a guest. I feel like it brings just like that extra layer. It makes it a little bit easier when we actually know them. So this week we've got my good friend Alma on. She is a businesswoman, stylist, creative director and 
her remit doesn't stop there. She has actually got her own fashion brand called She Has Evolved. So yeah, we're going to be chatting to her today mm. to find out all the trials and tribulations of being a businesswoman in today's society and her journey really to where she is today. I'm so excited. I literally can't wait to speak to her. I've only met her once and that was at your birthday. So I'm really excited to like actually, you know, talk more with her, get to know her better. Yeah, she's just a boss, isn't she? She's fab. Like, I'm so excited. We think you guys are going to love her. When you met her, actually, we were all at a bottomless brunch, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. I was like, do I say it? Do I not? Like, basically, we were all <laughs> really drunk. We had lots of Patron shots <laughs> together, so. I know. But she was actually fashionably late to my birthday. And she's fashionably late today, so. We're waiting on her to arrive, but hopefully she'll come up with the goods. I have no doubt. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Welcome to the sample cupboard, Alma. Hi. Hello. Hey. hey guys, how are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Really good. Thank you so much for coming on. We're so excited to speak to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. For those who don't know who you are, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Alma? Sure. So Alma is the person behind the brand She Has Evolved, which is a clothing brand. Originally started out as a festival fashion clothing brand, but has like evolved over time. She has evolved. No irony there. <laughs> she has evolved <laughs> into like just like funky fashion, unusual styling looks and stuff is what She Has Evolved is about. So Yes, mainly clothing, some accessories and stuff like that. Funnily enough, actually, Johnny, I don't think I've told you this story. So Alma and I know each other through a, through a mutual friend, but back in the day, like, I don't even know how many years ago this was. Johnny, when I, when we went to um, Elro, oh, yeah. I was wearing that silver dress. That was from Alma and I didn't know. Oh my gosh, was it? Yes. <laughs> that was the Depop days. I originally started out on Depop, just selling stuff, not really with the whole brand around it. And then um, it's funny, like, Kay, you must have purchased that dress by Depop, right? I think. Yeah, I don't think I you did. got it from the website. Oh yeah. Gosh. And then years later, I don't know how you managed to make the connection that it was she is involved. Oh, I think I reposted you actually on the Instagram. I think that's what it was. I reposted oh your picture, I think. Yeah, because then when we met, you were like, I I think I reposted that picture of you wearing my dress. The power of social media. I was wearing it with you, Johnny. That's the first time I'd worn the dress was to wear to a festival with just Johnny and I. Now we're all sat here. <laughs> it's funny how things can come full circle like that. And like, here we are. Yes, yeah, so talking of fashion then, um, every week on the podcast, we do a section called On Wednesdays We Wear. It's homage to our lovely friends, the Mean Girls, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, Alma, do you want to talk us through what you're wearing? Nothing, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I am wearing a like, PU leather harnessy thing. Oh my god, yeah. Um, like a cream nudie kind of coloured polo or turtleneck. Depends, I don't know whether to call it a polo neck or a turtleneck. Mm. I think Americans call it like a turtleneck and then UK we call it a polo neck. What would you call this? I call it a roll neck sometimes. Because I, I always think a, a turtleneck like, doesn't roll over. But turtles roll back into their shell. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a shower thought, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting away ahead of ourselves. <laughs> and then I'm wearing like a little tennis skirt thingy. So cute. Love that colour as well. I love a tennis skirt. They're just so like comfy and Ford. just covers the belly, isn't it? Is that the one that I've got? Are you wearing all she? I'm wearing all she, yeah. I've got like the little light blue one. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's the same one, but this is like a yeah, grey. so nice. Good. Look amazing as ever. Thank you. <laughs> How about you guys? I've still got joggers on that I do wear every week, but I've gone 
for a knitwear this week on top. It's just a bright, oversized... Is it a fisherman's knit? How would you describe this knit, Johnny? Yeah, I'd go for a fisherman's knit. I'd call it that. I love the colour as well. Thanks. And hoop earrings and then fluffy slippers as per every week. It's just a standard by now, isn't it? <laughs> what about you, Johnny? What are you wearing? So I've got... It's like a boiled wool, but it's really stretchy, fluffy blue jumper just little hoops they don't match case i don't even think you can see them past my airpods the bigger the hoop the bigger the <laughs> personality yeah good say and then yeah <laughs> and then just some like oversized brown trousers which are really comfy as well and fluffy slippers obvs because that's just a standard by now always the fluffy slippers like the glasses as well thank you so much yeah um the transparent frames seem to be a common theme between Kay and i so we spoke about she being on Depop and those are the early days. So has she always been your full-time career? And if not, what were you doing before that? Yeah, no, unfortunately it hasn't been. I originally was working in an advertising agency in Canary Wharf, very corporate. I'm not gonna say the company in case they watch this and listen to me slating them. <laughs> but it was a corporate company. Actually, no, to be fair, it was a good company and it was such a great opportunity and I was really grateful for the experience. But I just didn't feel like it was fulfilling what I had kind of grown up to think I would be doing yeah. as an adult. Like, you know, when you're younger, you have all these aspirations. I want to be this, I want to be that. And then you end up in the job and you're like, mm. it pays well. So I can, I, I can sustain myself, but like, I'm not yeah. fulfilled. And so from mm. there, I kind of got the urge to kind of just kind of do more things creative. And I started um, a styling portfolio, which is now she was involved. But at the time it was supposed to be like my styling portfolio on Instagram. And I was just basically doing random shoots with friends, styling them in different like outfits and stuff. Like not necessarily things from she at the time. It was just like things like, I don't know, Topshop. I don't know what was a big thing back then. And also I've always been like a bargain hunter, like obviously being like not having a lot of money spare. I would have to like kind of search for like loads of like deals and random bits all over. And I would come across really unique pieces. And I've always been like someone who liked to dress differently. So I would like post pictures of people wearing like really cool outfits, whatever. And people would be like, oh my God, I love this. Where's this from? Da, da, da. They, they were like the styling, but they really wanted the item. But then I was like, wait a minute, people want to buy these things. Should I sell these things? And that's kind of how it kind of birthed from that. Obviously you've always been a creative person, but when was the point where, obviously you're working in corporate industries, when did you go, right, I want to make this creative gig my full-time thing? Right, so four years and years I did it on the side until it grew up until 2019. Feb 2019 is when I actually quit my job and said, this is what I'm going to do full time. Oh so I've only been doing it full time for like two years. So it's not been very, very long, but it has been a journey because I've learned a lot within that time and not having that kind of like cushion of having that full time job for like consistent money coming in always, no matter if I have a good month of sales or a bad month of sales. It's been like the last two years I've been properly full time. But prior to that, probably was like three or four years doing it on the side like a side hustle, I guess, working crazy hours. That's a long time to be doing it on the side. Yeah, especially doing what you were doing before, which is like working every hour godsend. Like we working on the weekends as well then to like maintain it. Yeah, working on the weekends. Like even now I still work the weekends because when you work for yourself, you never really stop working. Well, it's hard to kind of like mm. draw the line with yourself to say like, right, this is my weekend. I'm just going to enjoy it. Cause you'll see an email, you'll see your DM, you'll see a comment. You will have to create, like there's always something to do. So me, myself, I still don't feel like she is where I want it to be. So I'm still like 
trying to grind as much as I can so um yeah you never really stopped working but yeah it's been two years of fully independent that's my full income wow jinx to that <laughs> pling, pling. I didn't actually know I said to Johnny like when we were deciding what we wanted to ask you like I didn't actually know what job you'd done before I said I feel like it was a supermarket but that wasn't that was when that's when you were like I think I'm gonna have to work in a supermarket if Covid actually impacts festivals so much yeah so covid was so scary when it first came in like sales dropped dramatically like to the point where i was just like oh my god i don't know like what am i gonna do for money and obviously it was a bad time for like hiring in general like no one was apart from supermarkets i was like oh my god i need extra money at the moment what am i gonna do but like it's crazy how it's just turned completely around and gone the opposite way could you imagine alma johnny on the checkout with her harness like would you like a 5 bag? <laughs> i actually can i will be accessorizing that outfit <laughs> or uniform i'm calling it outfit it's a uniform <laughs> so you said about so you were in advertising was it advertising before yeah advertising and marketing so i worked in an advertising agency within a corporate company so they had like an in-house ad studio mm. that would do like any form of like creative advertisement but within that agency I worked in their project management team so my job was more logistical it wasn't really creative so I was part of the creative process oh. I didn't actually have a creative input in what okay. I was doing so I didn't really feel fulfilled because I always wanted to do something creative in my career. Mm, that's what kind of brings us on to our next question is what inspired you to start? Did you go to, you? did you do fashion at uni or did I imagine that? No, I didn't do fashion. I actually dropped out of uni. <laughs> I did marketing and advertising management at uni and I just wasn't enjoying the course. And I think I was just having too much fun being a student and not really like concentrating on the work, which is really bad. We can relate. And I never really wanted to go in the first place. I felt like I was bribed to go to uni. I was just really awkward <laughs> with my dad selling. My dad's like literally opposite me. But um, I was given like this amazing flat, like most students have to like stay in dorms and stuff. I had my own one bed flat given a car like I was just given so much freedom I was just like oh my god I can just live and do whatever I want and like not actually go to lectures and like study as, as well as I should have been so like I felt like I wasn't doing well I wasn't enjoying it and I really wanted to do an apprenticeship so I just thought you know what it's my life I have to just go for what I want to do so I dropped out and then I got a job in recruitment and then I found an apprenticeship at this company that was doing marketing and advertisement apprenticeship and I was studying marketing and advertisement at uni so it made perfect sense to do a course that leads straight into the job rather than mm. just learning about it so it kind of made sense to me at the time mm. and I thought it was going to be creative working in an advertising agency you're going to do you know how they see in the how you see it in the movies and stuff when they're working in an ad agency yeah. they look so glamorous like Emily in Paris it was not like that at all it was very corporate I felt like mm. I had to kind of like suffocate my real self and personality and even from the things I dressed, like we used to have a dress down Friday and I would come like, it's actually embarrassing now to think that I thought it was appropriate. But I would think dress down Fridays <laughs> means you can just dress as you want and I would come in the wildest outfits. And then the looks I would get and stuff and I was like, actually, Alma, this is so inappropriate. You are in a corporate environment, even though it's dress down Friday, doesn't mean you can dress like you're going to come. <laughs> so um, I learned like a lot there and I felt really suppressed there and I wasn't really being my true self. I felt like I needed a creative outlet and that's where I kind of like started focusing on Choose Evolved and building that. At the time, like I said, it was a support portfolio. It wasn't supposed to be a brand, but it turned out to be a brand. <laughs> I'm just literally loving the image of you in like a corporate office in literally like a full carnival outfit. <laughs> Not carnival outfit, but like it was really colourful. Sashaying in on a Friday. <laughs> yeah. 
So what does a typical day look like for you with she? Like, what what are you doing day to day? I mean, I feel like that's going to be a hard question to answer because every day is different. Yeah, it varies from day to day. But I try to have like a bit of a structure. Otherwise, I just end up watching Netflix <laughs> and binge eating. <laughs> so I try to have like wake in the morning, walk my dog, come back home, go through my emails and my DMs, reply to those. And then I create my posts for the day. So I try to post twice a day at the moment. So I'll create my post for the morning or afternoon and then one for the evening. Like write caption. I know it sounds really like, oh, write in a caption, but sometimes you have to put a lot of thought into it. Like you have to kind of read what's happening in the world and like what the timeline's saying. And like, sometimes you can plan in advance and then it, you get to that day and you're like, this isn't really appropriate no. for posting right now. So Completely. I kind of yeah, have to yeah. do that every morning, like review what I was planning to post and see if I should still post that. And then I will post and then I have to do like my engagement stuff. So obviously you have to like reply to people and like comment back and stuff like that to get the, the algorithm flowing and whatnot. And then I think I'll move on to like my orders. So creating the envelopes for them, bagging up orders. I do, I do a lot. I'm very hands-on with shoes involved. Like I do basically everything. That's it. So you do everything yourself? I do everything myself. In the busier periods, I have people that help me with like my stock room and like, stock check and like stuff like that because that's the part that I really hate doing um but like when it's not as busy which is like from let's say October to March really I would say that's like my less busier months but summer is like my busiest time that's when I need the help and do you employ those people or is it literally just like anyone that you can grab oh you know I employ those people yeah I need to find a new girl for this year because she selfishly got an actual real job so now I like can't use the same person I would normally use. <laughs> oh my God, as if. Can you just clarify though, for the people that don't know, how many followers you've just reached on Instagram? <gasps> yeah. Um, it's actually crazy. I think I'm at like 93,000 or something like that. Yeah. Oh my God. Crazy. Yeah, 93 point something. <laughs> just to give people an idea of the, the scale of what you do, like, you know, it's huge. And you're doing this yeah. all on your own. In just a few years. Yeah. But do you know what? To be fair, that growth has recently just happened in the last few months. Prior to like, let's say like November, I think I was on like 50 something in November. So I've grown wow. like crazy since like end of November. And I think it's to do with my new website. And like, obviously I've been posting consistently as well, twice mm. a day. So, and I had a few pictures that went viral as well. And I think that helped. Amazing. My friend actually works at, I don't want to say which brand in case I get told off, but she said she was in the office. I'll tell you after. Um, <laughs> she said she was in the office last week and one of your, I think it's one of the images with the pleated skirt you've got on now. It was on one of their mood boards for the season. Stop it, really? Oh my God. Yeah. I feel so influential. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's the influencer so and the influence. <laughs> So we said before about obviously you based a lot of your looks were quite festival vibes going out that sort of thing how have you had to like diversify your brand due to everything that's going on obviously it's in your quieter months anyway yeah at the moment but what were you doing like last summer when we couldn't actually put on our sparkly silver dress and go to and go to festivals it was an actual nightmare but it's just crazy because like I feel like everything happens for a reason it forced me to step out my comfort zone and actually kind of be more not the face of the brand but like showcase myself and daily like styling capabilities on a daily basis because like prior to that I would use models like 
prior to COVID, I would never like have my physical self on my feed. I don't know why. I just felt like I wasn't, it's going to sound so cliche. I felt like I wasn't good enough, but I've literally didn't feel like I could do it. Like kind of thing. But because of COVID, we couldn't have shoots. We couldn't have our link ups. We couldn't have like the content created in the way that I would want it done. And so I thought, you know what? I need to put that content because with Instagram, it's all about content. With like social media, you have to have fresh content like coming out that you've created or that you're reposting of other people. So I had to start creating content within my home and the local park. So I would like dial up the outfits, take a picture and like post it. And then people were like really loving it. And I was like, oh my God, they really like this. I thought like, I would look at the picture for like hours before I posted it. I'm like, is it good enough? Do I look fat? Are they going to like it? Because when it's you, it's so much more personal. But when you're posting a picture of a model, you don't care. Like I'm literally like, yeah, that one. When it's me, I'm like, oh my God. Even though my face isn't it, it's just my body. It took so much for me to do that. And I'm so glad I did because since doing that, the engagement, and the sales and everything yeah. has just been like just crazy the growth has been mad and I think people just like to see outfits and have that as a main focus and they like the inspiration as well like of like having that daily dose of like oh this outfit and just the amount of saves that I get on posts is actually crazy like from on the outfit post when I post other things I don't get as much um, engagement but I don't want my whole feed to be just outfit 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 so I try to make it like balanced but people really love those pictures and I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for COVID and also with in back to your question with the whole thing around diversifying the stuff that I'm selling like prior to that it was mainly festival fashion and it wasn't necessarily supposed to be festival fashion either it's just that the way I would style things looks like where else can you wear it other than the festival I really like funky outfits but people don't realize that you all know this case I actually dress this way I'm I am that extra like I love being extra with my clothing kind of thing so people would see that and be like oh yeah I can wear this to a festival I can wear this to Ibiza so it was really hard for me to diversify because I don't want to do what everyone else is doing like obviously loungewear is great it's comfy it's nice but that's not who I am I remember we were saying we'd gone on a night out and we were saying like <laughs> Alma why don't you do this and we sh- you should do this loungewear and all these ideas and you were like mm, not really for me <laughs> Not really for me, like it's crazy, but the whole world wants it, but I, I just didn't want it. Mm. But like from this year, I've had to like tone it down a lot. So even though I'm doing less of the festival look, it's still like it's basic stuff that can be worn on a basic day or like on a day out or whatever. But I still have to have that funky edge to it. I can't just do a plain outfit. I just I just can't do it. It's not in me. <laughs> Where does that come from? Do you know, I don't know. I've always loved standing out with the clothes that I wear. And like I had a conversation actually the other day where we were talking about our childhood and reasons why we do the things we do and we are the way we are. And it's gonna sound so cliche again, but I feel like it's a bit of having that middle child syndrome where you kind of feel a little bit overlooked because obviously you're not the first child who's like, oh my God, the first child. It just burped for the first time. Like, do you know what I mean? And then you're not the last born. Oh, it's the baby. You're just in the middle. Like, oh, that's the other one. <laughs> that's the baby, that's the first, <laughs> that's the middle one. So I think that kind of have having that kind of like wanting that attention maybe or yeah. not wanting to like blend in and just be like in the background, wanting to stand out, wanting to like express yourself and kind of like say who you are before you say who you are through what you're wearing. Maybe that's why I've always wanted to be so like out there with my outfits and not dress boring. Oh my gosh, that's really interesting. 
I love that you have not gone down the route of doing what everyone else has done to try and suit the audience during this time. For example, like I've seen other people style the knitted kind of sweetheart neck long sleeve top that you've got. I've seen other ways of styling that and it's so different the way that you've done it and I'd never think to wear it in those ways. And I see it and I'm like, that is so sick. I've never thought of that. And that's another thing as well, because a lot of people are selling the same things. So you do have to kind of like set yourself apart by how you present that item. And I feel like that, yeah, that makes a huge difference within someone buying it from you and someone buying it from someone else, how you present it and how you style it and how you inspire that person to want to wear it as well. You're so authentic to you and your own style. And I think that is really translated through the posts and the love that you have for it to do to a day. That's a lot of work. (laughs) It's inspirational that you do that and you put so much of your own like um, personality stamp on all your styling. Thank you. Obviously, we know you're incredibly busy working all the time, but what would you be doing on a normal weekend if COVID wasn't around? Like, where would we find you? What would you be doing? What would you be getting up to? Spill the tea. Hey, you can answer this, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere in the gutter. (laughs) In the same place from the day before, from the night out. No, I'm joking. I do like to go out. I do like to get dressed up, go out, go to cute little boozy brunch places or like nice restaurants. I like to go to the rave, the festival. Yeah, so I would be out and about in London probably. I live in London, gallivanting on some high street somewhere. You're always really good at finding new places. You are okay though. You're like the queen of London that doesn't live here. (laughs) It's crazy. You need to come back. London suits you, I feel. I feel like you should be in London. Thank you. I know, I really miss it. Johnny, where are you actually? Are you, where do you live? I'm in rugby. So ah. I'm I'm not near London. I'm like an hour away. But yeah, hoping to be there as soon as possible. So we've spoken a little bit about obviously the impacts of COVID and having to diversify. But what are some of the biggest challenges you've faced in your career to date? That could be anything, not just with she. I would say like, yeah, going against my parents and kind of just saying, standing up for myself and saying, no, this is not what I want for me. I know that you guys have invested a lot in my education and you've got this amazing car and this flat and whatever else, but this is not what I want. I want to do things my way. So that was kind of like a difficult time because I obviously got, not cut off from like my family as a sense of like love, like you're not in my family anymore. It was more like financially I got cut off. So I had to kind of like fend for myself and provide for myself for the first time in my lifetime at that point. So that was a bit like, oh my God, I have no money. What am I going to do? I feel like that's a really big thing to do as well because I think a lot of like young people will be able to relate to that idea of wanting to do something that's not necessarily in line with like what your parents or what your family want you to do. And that can be so conflicting. So it's it's amazing that you did sort of, you know, stand up and go, look, this is actually what I really want to do. How did you know that was the right thing to do? To be honest, I was failing anywhere at uni, so I thought I might as well just give it a go. And also, I really always wanted to, I've always been very hands-on. Like, I've always been someone who likes to, like, learn by doing rather than theory-based, like, reading and, like, studying something. I've never been that person. So I've never really someone who likes to sit and read and, like, write. And I like learning by, like, having conversations. So I enjoy things like history and English because you can debate and, like, 
discuss and put things in different angles. Studying was never for me. So university was never going to work kind of thing, which is why I wanted to do an apprenticeship. But my parents were like, no, apprenticeship back then. At that time, it was still quite new apprenticeship. Not going to say my age, but, you know, my dad's like really well educated, like education, education, education has always been his thing. So it was really difficult for him to understand that there's other ways to be successful. So I had to kind of like push against that and just kind of say, no, I'm going to do it my way. And it was their way or the highway. I chose the highway and look at me now bitches exactly you know, yes like... <laughs> <laughs> you're buying your parents the cars i think as well though it's like you said everything does happen for a reason and as wishy-washy as people might think that phrase mm-hmm. is if that hadn't happened you said like you're quite a bargain hunter you like to find the best deals and that is kind of what has helped you to kind of trademark this signature quirky style that you've got so I bet that has had something to do with it when you were forced to kind of look for alternative ways you couldn't just buy everything from Topshop or whatever did you use eBay a lot I did when I was younger I would do a lot of searches online and like literally just find things for cheap. It was mainly like eBay and like Alibaba and places like that. And then as you search, you find manufacturers, you find random like websites that's selling these random handmade things and you kind of just pull it together, create looks. People love them. They want to buy them. I started off with like, people was like, how much did you start your business with? literally nothing I literally just bought an item sold the item bought more items sold those items and literally built up from there I never had like a cash injection into my business that is insane so like you just need to keep reinvesting that like, you don't have to start so big with people who are looking to start a business you can literally start with one item literally sell it reinvest sell reinvest like literally and build it from there. Where does that like thriftiness come from? Like, cause I, I feel like that's just built within you. Has that always been the case? Do you know what? My mum used to shop in charity shops a lot. So I think maybe that's where it's from. Like she always finds designer things. She won't come home with like, I don't know, a manky t-shirt. She'll come <laughs> home with like this Chanel scarf or this like Fendi bat. Like she will find such amazing things, but wow. she would go to like certain areas to shop in these charity shops. And that was how yeah. she did it. So maybe, maybe that's like, I never really thought of that. Maybe that's part of it why I saw her kind of find yeah. all these bargains. Cause that's like how some people build businesses now, isn't it? Like buying secondhand vintage and selling it on for like so much, but their sources are like charity shops, fleet markets, like kilo sales and stuff. That's actually yeah. how Nasty Gal started. Have you read the book or mm. I think there's a film on it as well. Yes. I saw her Netflix series. She's called Sophia Amarus. Am- I can't say I never it. Amarus it Amazon. Yeah. Um, but she started by buying it was vintage bits wasn't it and then she'd list them and sell them on ebay yeah like jackets and stuff and she'll sell on ebay and then she got in trouble with certain things on ebay that's what pushed her to have her own yeah website or something it's a really interesting story if you've not listened to it or or read it definitely have a look it's inspiring as well very she was one of my inspirations I've always loved Nasty Girl like it's crazy that company is one of the kind of like companies that I would kind of be like I would love to evolve to be like a Nasty Girl we've like obviously all worked in fashion and we know that while the fashion industry seems quite diverse at the face a lot of the time like in bigger businesses or with bigger brands the people at the top are normally middle-aged, middle-class, white men, and being a completely self-run business, have you ever experienced any challenges because you are a black female business owner? Fortunately, I don't feel like I have, but saying that, I feel like a part of me 
didn't want to be the face of it for that reason so I feel like that's kind of partly why but like I've always wanted like my work to be famous but not me I always want whatever I put out to be like oh my god everyone knows it and loves it but I never really want to be like everyone knows and loves me like that's never been my thing so I've always kind of in the background but then part of the reason as well subconsciously may have been because I felt like maybe I wouldn't be so widely accepted or liked to love possibly be disadvantaged because of like who I am I feel like I'm in therapy <laughs> <laughs> therapy it's the hard-hitting questions on the sample cupboard quite a big question but it's such a shame that there's still those obstacles to overcome in the industry that everybody thinks of as being like so diverse so welcoming it's such a shame that that's how you felt but how amazing must it feel now literally look at where you are now as well I don't feel like that anymore but that's how I felt once upon a time but I don't feel like that now also, that's crazy to me because I just see your Instagram and even, I mean, even before I knew who the face behind She Is Evolved was and I'd see this confident individual, confident brand and now I know you, I always think of you. Honestly, whenever we go out and I think, God, she's wearing these incredible outfits. Like, she's so confident. She's so great. I would have never thought that all those things would have gone through your mind thinking that anyone would have kind of not accept you for who you are. Johnny and Eric and I had a conversation about being accepted and I think maybe because of the way I've been brought up, I've been brought up around such a, a variety of people and different walks of life. I find it really difficult to understand that people aren't as accepting but really there are still obstacles to a lot of areas within life yeah it's not like I let it kind of like cripple me or like hold me back but I guess subconsciously there was always that thought like if I was to put myself out there would I be so well received as in comparison to like the models that I was using I think I just kind of took the back seat in that sense you said you've gone up about 50,000 followers particularly during this lockdown and it's it's not a coincidence that you've put more of your own personality you you yourself have gone in front of the lens instead of behind it's probably like a huge lesson like you were being really hard on yourself and if anything it's people love to see who is behind she and get to know you they really do and I've actually really realized that within this last like six eight months that people really like to know who's behind the brand they like to see the face they like to have that the owner or whoever's like running it to be kind of like in the forefront of it like I get loads of messages people asking like even I don't tag myself in the pics obviously just keep it about she's evolved but people always ask or dm or like say who is the model who is this girl we want like people literally will message saying what is the at name for the model and and I don't want people on my personal page so I don't ever say kind of thing it's funny people really like to know those things and that's why one of my goals for this year was to kind of be like more like more on the forefront of things and kind of like do more things where I show my face and like talk to camera on my story and stuff like that and be more confident doing stuff and go on lives I did an Instagram live on New Year's I think it was New Year's Day or New Year's Eve and that was like one of my goals like because it was like one of my goals for the year I thought let me just do it now let me just go and let me just go live kind of thing and I did it and I felt so good afterwards and it was so well received and like I just got a real confidence boost from it and I was like yeah I'm gonna do another one and then I was gonna do another one like she can doubt again so it's like I need to get just do it and not be so like self-conscious about like how I'm gonna be received and viewed and it's hard though isn't it because you do feel like you are putting yourself on a pedestal and like there's vulnerability in that but like I think because you're so true to yourself and your brand is so in tune with like who you are as a person you are literally the perfect poster girl for that 
And like you say, like your aspirational brands like Nasty Gal, Misguided, like ASOS, they all have that kind of like cult following that's associated with the brand. And I feel like that's what people really connect with now. It's not just the clothes, but it's like the people who wear them, how those clothes bring people together. And I think that's what's one of the most amazing things about what you've managed to create is it's not just a clothing brand, but it's like a, a community. Would you agree? Yeah, that's what I really, I would really want that. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I'm there yet. I feel like I'm on the way to being there. And that is one of the places that I'm trying to take the brand in that direction where it's more than fashion. It's more than the clothing. Like people want to look to She Is Evolved for inspiration, not just to do with clothing, but other like things that are happening in the world or like just like a safe place to be for people to just like be themselves and feel confident. Like even with a, like I've got ideas for different content that I want to do like this year, I'm trying to do more things for YouTube. But obviously this whole COVID thing like delays on things, but hopefully when we're allowed to like get together again and do stuff, then yeah, I'll be putting out some cool stuff, hopefully. Exciting. Also, speaking of YouTube, this video will be on YouTube. We're getting our channel all sorted. Yeah, you'll be able to see us all in our full glory. shower thoughts section do you want to go this week johnny what have you been thinking about actually i can't take full credit for this one my friend amy helped me out with this one and this is one for anybody that loves a good crime drama so anybody that's into unforgotten or what's that one that's coming out on the bbc the new series of it this oh, weekend line of duty line of duty yeah anybody that's into that need to watch it alma if you've not I haven't seen it either but I, I just finished um behind her eyes and oh my god it was amazing have you seen it yes i need to see it i need to see it eric spoke about it and i still haven't watched it but okay i'm not gonna say anything but shook Love it. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm literally gonna have to watch it after this. I can't take it. It's really good, Johnny. You'll really like it. Okay, but this one, if you're into crime dramas, you'll understand this one. But do policemen in these crime dramas actually know how to sign off a phone call with goodbye? Because <laughs> it always seems that they are so dramatic with their ending. It's like I'll meet you there, or it's uh, <laughs> I should have known, and then they start running. <laughs> Where, why can't they just say goodbye? It's rude. It's they never say bye. They just hang up. Maybe they're on pay as you go and they can't afford the <laughs> minutes on the phone. <laughs> and another thing, you know when they're acting in like, I don't know, movies or whatever, and they're eating, but they're not actually eating? That really annoys me. I'm like, eat the food. I want to see it go in your mouth. Like some shows, they'll be pretending to eat, but they're not actually, the food never goes into their mouth. Is it real food as well? I feel like it must be. I don't know, but I want to see them eat it. <laughs> Maybe it's cold. I'd be I'd be so tempted. I couldn't sit with a full plate of food in front of me and not have a like little bite. I just wouldn't be able to do it, even if it was a bit cold. Yeah, but imagine if you were on like take 50 and there's like rice pudding in front of you. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> the smell. I'd be like, right, get this over with. But it's true what you said about the phone. They never ever say goodbye, do they? They just hang up dramatically, yeah. Very abrupt. It's a dramatic hang up for like, I don't know why, dramatic effect. But then it makes me think like, do police in real life actually do that as well? <laughs> Like, have they based that on fact? <laughs> over and out. Oh, that's kind of like a sign-off, actually, to be fair. <laughs> Alma, you said over and out on our voice notes before, for sure. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Kate always gets on to me because I'm always saying goodbye on voice, voice notes. She's like, it's not a phone call, Alma. You don't have to say bye I feel like time. I do that as well, though. <laughs> I just, I find it weird to just end it. Otherwise, I feel like I'm being dramatic. Yeah, like, I have to round up. Maybe it's just me then. I'm the dramatic ender like. Yeah, you're the police officer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a very good 
Very good question. Is it Amy who raised it? Yeah, Amy. Thank you, Amy, for that. Like we always say, if anybody knows, get in touch. Mm. Nobody ever does, but if you do... <laughs> nobody ever does. <laughs> <laughs> We're still waiting. Also, if anyone's got any shower thoughts that they want us to discuss, let us know, because that could be quite fun. Yeah, we can actually really get into that reading out some of yours, if you've got some. I love how random your shower thoughts always are. I just love it. It's my favorite. I think it's my favorite part of you guys' like podcast. Oh, thank you. We do always have very random thoughts. Mainly me, to be honest. I do always do the overtime with the thinking. <laughs> it just reminds everyone that we are actually weirdos. <laughs> I'm so weird. Okay, so we want to know, Alma, what is in your bag? What do you always have with you? What do you never leave the house without? Can I just butt in and say, Alma never brings a bag. She brings a suitcase everywhere we go. (laughs) (laughs) I don't travel light. I don't. (laughs) I remember at Kay's birthday, you literally came with like two travel suitcases. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And an island board. (laughs) Just a gift for Kay, but that's a story for another day. (laughs) Yes, she did buy me an island board. And we were sat upstairs in the bar, so you had to go up these twirly stairs. Some bougie rest. With two suitcases, a fluorescent pink coat and an ironing board. The best entrance ever. It was wrapped though. Was it wrapped? I feel like it was wrapped. It was wrapped as well. It was amazing. The effort was like sensational. At first I thought it was a lifetime a life-size cutout of Annie Mac. <laughs> that's what you hoped. That's not safe thought. That's what you hoped. With your weird yeah. obsession. <laughs> she blocked you yet or i think she will now if she hasn't already oh, i think it's going that way <laughs> yeah i feel like it might oh god when i was drunk i emailed her once <laughs> <laughs> i can't talk about it Same what? as per my last email annie please reply <laughs> i hope this email finds you well annie <laughs> stop finding me it's, oh my god you guys post something the other day was it sarah paulson <laughs> under the table like... i wish this would just stop finding me yeah stop finding me oh my god that that was hilarious. Oh, sorry, I've digressed. So your suitcase, not your bag. <laughs> what do I carry in my suitcase? Eyelash glue. There's nothing worse than, well, okay, you all know that. I always have like a corner that lifts and it's so annoying. When we're out and we're trying to look at each other's eyelashes to stick them <laughs> Like trying to fix, like, are you, on, are you all right? Are you all right? Are we on eyelash wash, watch for each other? Like, let me know if mine's <laughs> coming off. Great friendship. And I will say my portable charger for my phone. It's so important though. I just feel like you have everything on you all the time that anyone would need. If you don't bring the big suitcase, I mean, you don't bring that to the raves, but whatever you do bring, you manage to fit all the essentials into that. So I know I can always count on you. I have to. I have to have the lip gloss. I have to have the hot sauce, just in case, like... <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm not Beyonce. She carries hot sauce, I've heard, in her bags. Didn't you think about yeah, it? Yeah, she does. Yeah, she sang, I've got hot sauce in my bag. Right, it's good enough for Queen Bee. I don't know, like, I'm quite, I don't think I have anything exciting in my bag. Yeah, no, my portable charger, I would say, I always have on me. Some kind of, like, lip gloss or something, an eyelash glue, something that I would always have. Mm -hmm. What brand of lip gloss do you use? What's your go-to? I like the Pat McGrath lip glosses. They're really good. Yeah. I've never used them, but the packaging. They're really good. They smell good. They're like long lasting, high shine, moisturizes. It does it all. It's amazing. I pick up myself, Pat. <laughs> okay, so we spoke about what's in your bag, but what is one thing in your wardrobe that makes you feel amazing? And I know your wardrobe is a plethora of amazing designs. There's a lot in there. 
I'm such a hoarder as well. I find it hard to let go oh, of things that I bought like literally 10 years ago. I've got so many things that are like gems, but I never wear. But it's taken up so much closet space that my husband's like, no, you need to get rid of some of these clothes. But at the same time, it's like, you know, when you have that outfit and you have that one piece, you're like, that completes it. So you only wear it like maybe like once a year. But when you do wear it, it's like, yeah, this, do you know what I mean? So I find it hard to let go. But um, yeah, what is my favorite thing? It's really hard to say. I have got something that I wear a lot which is like my oversized men's blazer with like shoulder padding in it. It's actually, it was Freddy's, but he gave it to me. Well, I kind of stole it and then he just said I can have it. I wear that quite a lot. It just goes with everything and it's just comfy. It completes any look. Like, I just love it. Something about them as well, it just makes you feel really like present and there, you know? You're like, yeah, I'm wearing a blazer. Yeah, I love it. It completes any look. But then I also really like wearing corsets at the moment. So anything that will like clinch the waist area. I'm just obsessed with them at the moment. Have you got any from She? What's your favourite one? Yeah, I do. I like the Nadine one, which is like a mesh corset. They sell so quick. They're sold out at the moment. Like people love them. But I'm going to bring, bring it in more colours for the summer. So at the moment I've got black and like a beigey nude colour that I do. But I'm going to be bringing out like a pinky colour. So yeah, we, I feel like we're getting all the exclusives today. <laughs> So yeah, I just love corsets. I just feel like just because you can lay them lay them on top of your outfits, and I like the whole like clint waist look. So it really brings you in, and it still complements the outfit at the same time. I feel like that's a real staple of like the she brand, like that really cinched waist. And like, I love how you style a corset with like things like hoodies and t-shirts that I like never would associate with corsets. They just look amazing. Thank you. I do like styling things in ways that you wouldn't think to. Like I like doing those unusual, like layered looks, make it a bit more interesting. And where can people find you if they want to check out the She brand if they haven't already? Where can they find you? Well, from June 21st, you can find me at the local pub. No, um, you can find me on Instagram. It's at she underscore has underscore evolved underscore because <laughs> it wasn't available just to use them all. Like, hopefully one day I will own that at name because, oh God, I really want it. But yeah, if you can find me on Instagram or website as well, sorry, www.sheheasevolved.com as well. Alma, it's been such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for sharing everything with us today and, and letting us know who's behind the brand. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, guys. I love what you guys are doing. It's so fun to listen to. You guys are made for this. Like, I honestly can't wait to see, like, your journey and how you grow and develop and all the things you get up to. I wish you all the very, very best as well. Thank you so much. It really means a lot thank you so much so do we as well all the best for the future of she can't wait to see the looks you're going to be turning on june 21st <laughs> yeah get ready for it oh yeah thanks guys thank you oh thank you so much alma how amazing was it having Alma on? I feel like she just instantly lifts your mood. She's such a gem. Like, I love talking to her about what she does. Like, I had no idea that she'd only been doing she full time for like two years. It's amazing how big it's become. I know. In that short space of time. It's crazy. And as well, like, how it's grown even more, like, doubled almost in following size during what businesses have found the most difficult time and she's really like stepped out of her comfort zone and shown her personality and that's been the success of the last six seven months it's amazing yeah and she also like she set the standard for at home interviews now like with her outfit she looked absolutely incredible i feel like 
me just wearing a nice jumper isn't going to cut it anymore. I feel like no, I've really got to step too. my game up. She's just so stylish. It's amazing. She is. She, every time we go out, I always am in awe of like whatever outfit she's put together. She's always just kind of takes it. There's the bar and then there's Alma's bar. Like, yeah, she always just raises like, it. <laughs> we are not worthy. Thank you so much, Alma, for coming on again. It was absolutely amazing chatting to you. Next week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about going out on the sesh and having no regrets. We both love a night out, but there's also lots of things that come with that. So we're going to be sharing some of our night out stories, some of the best ones we've been on, our favourite festivals, and also how we've bounced back from some hideous <laughs> hangovers. You know what, there actually was a point in my life where I was thinking of starting an IV drip company for hangovers. That's how hungover I was all the time. So I think if anyone can talk about it, we can. Yeah, so um, make sure you tune in because it's gonna be a funny one, I can guarantee. Thanks so much to Alex at Run Music for all the tracks on the show. We'll pop his details in the show notes below.